Welcome listeners to Dark Tides, a weekly improvised audio drama series that uses role-playing game mechanics. I am your host, show creator and narrator, Aubrey Lydon. This week I've decided not to go with a content warning. Mostly because I don't think it's going to be that dark, but also because I'm bored of doing it. I thought you weren't going to introduce us, because you know it always causes problems. It does. (laughs) This week, Aubrey's doing the show on his own, everybody. (laughs) Because the two of you can't shut up long enough to let me finish a sentence. That's actually a good idea. I wonder if a one-man show would work in this format. Actually, that'd be cool. That could be a fun Patreon bonus right there. Speaking of Patreon... Uh, I would like to thank our Patreons. You are the lovely three people currently that make this you show hear that? happen. Uh, and we would like to thank and welcome our latest Patreon, Jackson. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Also, we didn't give a direct shout out to Spixy. Spixy, yes, is our wonderful patron and also the artist for our everything. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Spixy. Thank you, Jackson. The support you give us makes everything that little bit more palatable when it is uh, 7.30 on a Tuesday night. And I've had two glasses of wine and now I have to record a podcast. And just so you know, your patronage will go to supporting us by buying us chairs. Yeah, we have been discussing the chairs that we will buy with Patreon money in about six months' time when we have enough. They're they're expensive chairs, guys. Expensive chairs, they're $100. We're all foregoing any kind of pay just so that we can get these chairs one day. But with me, as you have already heard, is our cast, uh, BJ Ingate and Chester Lydon. Hello! My name is BJ. I play Alistair Stern, who is a 19-year-old emo with no friends, no job security, and no job security. Uh, Ali works as a night watchman uh, for his father, the mayor, doing odd jobs around the town. And in his, his spare time, he pursues his true calling as an amateur cryptozoologist and detective of the supernatural. Yes. Hello, I'm Chester, and I'm not going to read from my book today. Oh. I am so confident. <laughs> okay. Hello. Welcome to the very successful podcast, Dark Tides, hosted by yours truly. I am the game master, the DM, the controller of the world, the voice of just about everyone. You'll recognize my voice, obviously. How you doing? Uh, I think we need to let Chester read from his notes. No, no. Okay, hello. I play Ernest Marsh, a lifelong Boy Scout turned park ranger as he moves to Port Staples (laughs) and gives the opportunity to be a park ranger. Yeah. Absolutely Fun flawless. facts for this week. Fun How are you facts. doing? I will go first. Oh, all right. Stepping mm-hmm. in front there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, let me spin you a tale. Ernest learnt to ride a horse when he was <laughs> nine with his granddad, Edgar. I believe it was Edgar. Yeah, it Do was we Edgar. retcon that? It was Edgar. It's Edgar. Yeah. It might have been Earl there you for a little that a bit. Couple episodes ago. Yeah, it, was Edgar. it was never Earl. It might have been Earl. Sure. In my Pretty mind, sure it was, it was Earl. Anyway, um, so he learnt with uh, Edgar. And it was a big thing for him. But the next big thing for him was learning how to drive. And uh, Ernest's driving experiences are iffy at best. Uh, so I was iffy on the fact if he would have a license or not. But then Aubrey gave him a car, so he kind of has to. Um, but Ernest's first driving story was he went out with his dad. Because his dad was like, all right, son, big day. Going to teach you how to use them pedals. None of his family drives manual. They're all they're an automatic family, um, and so he was he was out driving with his dad, and a fox ran across the road. And Ernest, being the type of person he is, was so focused on where the fox was 
and what type of fox it was that he was just watching it as he passed it. And he slowly started to careen off the road and his dad like was starting to like pat him on the shoulder like, son, 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 we got son, son, the road, son. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> think. And I was, I was taking his foot off the accelerator while he was like completely like lost all connection with the car. I was like, I haven't seen a fox like that type of thing. And just the most slow, boring crash into some agapanthers. And when Ernest realized what had happened, he freaked out. <laughs> no! I found the like driver! The requisite five seconds after the car had come. Yeah, it was just like a pause and it was just like, no! Type of thing. And it took his dad like a week to convince him to give it another go because he was Aww. just like no no I can't do it I can't it's not like riding a horse the, the car doesn't have a mind of its own the biggest thing for him driving again was like don't focus on the animals focus <laughs> on the road well my fun fact this week uh, uh Chester and I were talking earlier this week and we were saying that we need to include some more um, Alistair game references, um, which is definitely because I prefer to go for the more character-driven um, fun facts rather than the fact that I don't know enough about video games to make fun <laughs> facts. Um, so, today, we will be discussing Alistair's favourite video game character. And his favourite video game character is D.Va from Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> he has he has uh he has Overwatch like Diva posters. He has like um figurines. He has the Diva Lego set. There is actually a Diva Lego There's set. A Diva there Lego is actually set. a Diva Lego set. Damn. He's actually not played that much Overwatch though because he, whenever he played, he would just always play as Diva because he he just thinks she's yeah, so cool. And everyone will get very angry with yeah, him. Yeah, and so that and also the fact that he was never changing like what character he was playing as to suit the situation. So he'd just play and he'd just lose over and over again. So uh yeah, that's that's his favorite character. His Steam username is uh Diva Life. 24-7. Life spelt with a Y. L-Y-F-E. Does Alistair watch anime? Oh, he's seen a little bit, but oh, not yeah. really. So not enough for Diva to be a waifu. Oh, no, no. no. It's, he just thinks she's a really cool character. Mm, yeah. It's, sure. It's not... Yeah. Sure. No, it... No. No. I knew this would happen. This is this is Alistair's reaction whenever he tells people <laughs> that Diva is his favourite character. They're like, oh, okay. He's like, no, no. She's just really cool. No. Diva, isn't she just a mech pilot? <laughs> yeah, he just he just likes the fact that she drives mechs. He likes, like, the colour Oh, he's so seeing Evangelion. Uh, right. I should also point out he has like a little diva bobblehead on his car, like stuck to the dashboard. Does he have a diva tattoo of the little bunny figure, like the little bunny Ooh. face or whatever it is? Ooh, isn't that, that's isn't a that her symbol? Question. Maybe Where we'll have Alistair... to do a Patreon bonus yeah. episode of you guys getting uh, Alistair getting his, <laughs> tattoos. his first tattoo. Also, I've worked out listening to the edits. I have a Joker laugh. Dude, you do that one where your mouth doesn't do. move. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> All throat. And it I is. have like four different laughs. I do as well. My actual laugh is like completely different. Yeah. To the, my like laugh in like when we do our podcast together is completely different to this laugh. To this podcast. <laughs> All right. So what happened last week? You did a bunch of talking. Ernest is a full park range now. <sighs> Alistair's still a nerd. Alistair made more of an attempt to like befriend a child. Than he has Yay. to befriend Ernest. I don't know. You guys talked about lots of stuff. The basic consensus was that there is serious things afoot and you're going to deal with them. 
but you're not going to the next two episodes because I have other plans. You left the Kingfish pub uh, to go back to your car and you were accosted in a parking lot by a teenager. And that's where we're going to pick up. Mr. Pop. <laughs> It is a perfect summer evening in the archipelago. Darkness has just fallen on the town of Port Staples. It's quiet in the main street except for a few restaurants. There are cicadas croaking in the long grass. People are kind of filtering out of the early session at the movie theatre. Behind the Kingfish pub in a small parking lot we find Alistair Stern and Ernest Marsh who have been spotlit by car headlights. Silhouetted between these headlights is a tall, skinny figure, and you hear the voice, My dudes! As you shade your eyes from the glare, revealed in these spotlights is about a 17-year-old boy. Uh, he's a bit taller than both of you, actually. He's got uh, a kind of a dappling of acne. His blonde hair is swept up into a pompadour. He is wearing a denim jacket uh, embroidered on the back with like a lion's face. He is wearing a black t-shirt, Levi jeans, and black high-top converse. And he is striking a pose. <laughs> Ernest kind of looks to Alice and is like, don't provoke teenagers, it's dangerous. Turns back to, to Jeremy and says, uh, excuse me, young man, uh, could you turn that off? You know, Main Street, uh, loud music, like the stuff. Sorry, don't want to be you know, that guy, but... You know. Jeremy, is that you? Yeah, man, it's me. How have you been? It's been like a long week. You have a license? It feels like a week. Yeah, I've got a li- Um, he's, he's shouting over the top of this music. He turns Je- around and goes, Jeremy, G- the mu- Gordy, Jeremy, Gordy, the can mu- cut, mu- cut the music. Oh, Gordy, no. Gordy, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Gordy, cut the music. And just starts getting into Alistair's car. Just like opens it. It's like, like a- I'm not. No, I don't. I don't want to talk to Gordy. Alistair immediately starts looking for Nara. Nara, it's okay, Nara. It's gonna be okay. All right. The the music cuts off as someone literally pulls a tape deck out of this car. Uh, you can see that this car is like a an old school seventies charger. Uh, it is really nice. It is bright orange. This is basically the General Lee. The lights are kind of dimmed a little bit. The music cuts out. Other teenagers start getting out of the car. Out of the passenger side, uh, the door opens. You can't see anyone getting out. And the door slams closed. And there is a very short, round, cinnamon roll of a child who is also wearing a denim jacket, Levi's, Converse, (laughs) pompadour haircut. (laughs) He looks to be about eight. Uh, he steps up next to Jeremy, who is towering over him. He's like, uh, thanks, Scotty. Got to time that music cue a little better. Behind them, another two uh, teenagers are kind of getting out of the car. There is a super big, beefy boy. He looks like prime, I don't know, football playing kind of shit. <laughs> Possibly soccer, maybe football. Um, Depends where you are. Yeah, he's eating a corn dog for no apparent reason. <laughs> 
a girl gets out. She's they are all wearing the exact same outfit. By the way, they are identically matching. Does she also have short hair and a pompadour? No, she has um like a perm, but it's basically pompadour shaped, and she's got that eighties <laughs> eyeliner that's like neon blue and then black underneath. And she's uh, chewing, chewing gum. She's got her fing- her hands in her like jacket pockets. Ernest sighs, <laughs> looks at Alice, and is like, "It's a gang." And he gets out of the car. Like, hey, boys and ma'ams, how are you guys doing tonight? Jeremy, nice wheels, man. Where'd you pick this up from? I know, right? Just don't encourage them. <laughs> I walk towards the car. It's, pa- it's past 11 o'clock, okay? He shouldn't have that many people in a car. Where is his pee plates? He's Jeremy, 16. Jeremy checks his watch and goes, uh, it's 8.30, my dude. Alice <laughs> checks his watch and is like, yeah, it is. Alice is uh, like circling the car, like looking, like running his hand over it. Yeah, man. Where this is the this shit. Up, man? This is my dad's. Uh, he doesn't know I have it. Uh, now, nice, Alistair, you do actually know. Jeremy, his father is the principal of the local school. You know his dad. You did not know that his dad had this car. Since when did your dad have this, man? Oh, uh, something to do with like a, a midlife crisis and going bald, which is not going to happen to me because apparently that's a different kind of genes that you get through like your mum or whatever. So anyway, meet my crew. This is Davo. He points to the big guy. Hi, Davo. Hi, Davo. This is Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. And you already know Gordy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, Gordy. Gordy Gordy, uh, steps up to Alistair. He is about waist height on you. You, He is so small. He is staring like full up at you. He uh, he, like shoves you in the knee like he's going for your chest, but he can only kind of reach your your upper leg and he shoves you and goes, what are you looking at, man? Uh, Alistair feels a a tingle go through the the fresh scar and and tightness on his shoulder. Ah. Hey, Gordy, hey! Jeremy kind of like intervenes and goes, Whoa, Gordy, be cool. Cool up, my man. Uh, as you can see, Gordy did not go back to correctional camp. <laughs> <laughs> the Popo didn't find him. Apparently he hid in a tree for like three days. And then we all got these sweet haircuts. So anyway, let me... Yeah, uh, cool, man. Yeah, I got to roll this back. Now, I've got an offer for you dudes. Are you interested? Absolutely. In joining my gang. All right, that's one. Ernest? Er- yeah, Ernest. What are you thinking, Come man? Come on, Ernest. What I'll- could possibly go wrong? I've got jackets in every size. Just say the word. <laughs> this is more of a dilemma for Ernest than meeting that changeling in the cave. This is more of a difficult situation for him. Just like, he kind of puts his hand down. It's like, Jeremy... It's great to see you. Yeah, man. I feel like we had a real bond, you know, with those giant worms that were like eating people and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I just feel like you guys were were so capable and like on it. And I really need that uh, on my side at the moment. Thanks, man. Side. We really appreciate that. Don't we, Ernest? Side. Uh, hold the, and he, like puts we a finger and that looks at Alistair like, shut the hell up, uh, okay. you oh. enabler. <laughs> type of thing. And looks back to, to um, Jeremy's like, so, side? What, 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 side? Well, you know, like, in my corner, in my patch, you what? know? Like, but, uh, you've but got to have my back. That's what a gang is really about. People think it's all about, like, you know, the urban violence and these things. And I guess it really probably is, but there isn't a lot of that What It's like here. a brotherhood, right? Yeah, you or know. Or a sisterhood. And I just, like, gesture um, to Cindy. She is uh, just death-staring you with her, like... Like raccoon eyes. Raccoon eye, eye yeah. like, eye makeup. She looks <laughs> incredibly intimidating. I just, like... Freeze for a second and give her like a casual thumbs up and then turn away. Ernest is like, 
Now, uh, you know, I am absolutely in everyone's corner. I'm on it. I'm, this is no man. That's you know, not how corners work. There's like one, and then maybe I see. More, I guess it's kind of like yeah. maybe four. Sometimes in most rooms, I'm pretty sure there are four. But sometimes, you know, where like the architect or whatever goes, does a lot of acid or something, and there's like seventeen. I'm more of a circle <laughs> type of guy. So anyway, Ernest. <laughs> anyway, so but. In, but following along with that analogy, when there is one corner, there is also another corner. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. So you're really getting what I'm like throwing out. You absolutely, know? Jeremy. What have you gotten yourself into? Who are you fighting? That's what I'm asking. Who are you against? Who- I'm glad you guys asked. We're willing to help you out, I but we need to know. To I'm ask. so good. I'm so glad. Like I, I was, I had to. I was thinking about it's it, and I was like stressing man. about it, man. It's like, how do I win them over? I thought about bringing you guys like flowers or whatever, but the florist is closed, and also they banned me last time. There was a thing with bees. Never mind. So I was like chocolate, but no. And then I thought blackmail. That could work. Jeremy. Yeah. Sorry. What? <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. Ernest puts his hands on his hips and like looks at Alistair and was like, "Well, that would only work on you." <laughs> no, nah, man. Like all that stuff that happened at the summer camp, like all of the counselors died and whatever. That's kind of on you guys because you're like, you know, the adults in the situation. Uh, look, I decided to just like straight up ask you and hope you guys would say yes, which you did. I'm just gonna take it as a yes from you because you guys seem to kind of be like a package deal, and I super respect that. So. Since we're in, I don't need to, like, try and bargain with you or anything. Yeah, That's cool, great. man. Just I'll just keep... Tell us what's going on. Yeah. All right. You come over here. He, um, he like, takes you to the back of the car and, like, sits you on the boot and, like, finds another pose. He puts his, his foot up, like, on the bumper. Gordy unwraps and hands him a lollipop. <laughs> he puts it in his mouth. Everyone else, except for Davo, who's um, on his phone and kind of not really being part of the conversation. Everyone else is just death staring you. <laughs> and it's like, let me real talk with you. Here is the sitch. Basically, I don't know if you know how stuff works in like our island. Alice, you should probably know because you're not like super old and this stuff would have been around when you were like in school or whatever. But basically there are always gangs that run the town now people say that they don't people just say that it's like graffiti well my dad sure as hell doesn't run the town so somebody's got to be in charge right really yeah and that should be me right you get that i'm like the most capable no 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 but you you, look i know that my track record isn't like impeccable but i was running a pretty tight ship at the camp when all the other leaders were like until everybody else died no, no. Anyway, I don't mean to bring that up. I'm sorry. Everyone else died, and then I took control, and it was like a sweet Lord of the Flies sitch. Like, and, that's and, what I was and, going for. And then for. it burnt yeah, down. They, yeah, they... but that wasn't my fault. <laughs> it's not his fault, Ernest. It wasn't his Look, fault. Look, technically, I'm a minor, and none of it's my fault yet. When all that stuff happened, like a week ago with the camp, uh, they made me go to therapy. They said, you have to talk to a counsellor. Anyway, and the counselor was talking to me about, like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? What's your future? And I was thinking about it, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, Gangs of New York, but I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to be in charge of stuff. I want people to listen to me. And also, I'm, like, the coolest guy. People should listen to me. I've got all the qualifications, guys. Ernest, like, swings over to him and, like, doing Ernest's now signature hand-on-the-shoulder thing. It's like, listen, man, that's fantastic. It's really good to want to be in a, a point of leadership and leading people there's we need more people like that 
you would do, do. amazingly we need more good leaders in this. We would in do this, amazingly um, in yeah. like the police or even the local council. There are some amazing places that you could be very useful in. That desire to lead, it's very valuable. Sweet. I'm really glad that you're supportive of this because like I talked to mum and she was like, no, that is not a good thing. Because we talked about, you know, law school and stuff. But I was like, look, if I have to do a resume or whatever for the school and it says, you know, I'm involved in youth activities and like community outreach and stuff i'm building community here guys look i didn't know davo and cindy before i literally found them about 20 minutes ago i'm building (laughs) i'm building a community guys and it's awesome now anyway back to what i was talking about there are these gangs most of the teenagers run in one or another that's not true most of them get picked on by the different gangs it's kind of just like sheep and wolves scenarios anyway the big dog, the top of the heap, is the Don and their group. The Don runs everything. If you've ever, like, got mugged on the way home from school or, like, your phone's stolen, yep, that's the Don. Super cool cat. I want their job. So I want to take out the Don and be, like, top dog. Problem is there's, like, three other gangs that also want that. So here's my thought, you know. I'm the up-and-coming. I'm the underdog. All of the movies say that I've got to actually win at some point, right? That's how that works. You got that going for you, man. Yeah, you and do I'm, have you know, that going I'm for you. young. I've got the looks. He runs his hands through his hair. <laughs> the other, all the rest of the team also <laughs> run their hands. Yeah, yeah, they all they all copy him. I've got the drive, and, and you, you got know, the wheels, man. I've got the wheels, man. <laughs> so here's what I'm thinking: you guys help me. I'll help you with something. You get a cool jacket. The jacket's pretty good. I found them in like an op shop. There is a whole box. I don't know who is selling these things, but I have every size. The jackets are super sweet. You get the street cred. I can, you know, do a favor for you or whatever. So all we got to do is take out either the Don or all three of the other competition or maybe get them to like help us take out the Don and then we double cross them so I get the top job because I'm not sharing it with anyone because the others are like... Total dweebs. You get what I'm saying? Like losers. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I get you, man. Well, I mean, total look, bottom level. Look, s- sweet jacket. Take down the don. I mean, we're in, right? We're in. Ernest is like pulling Alistair away slowly. Both of like, us equally. We're in. We're, well, I was like, we're just with give you, it, just Jeremy. Give just a second. With you. Let's give us near chat. Look, to my... I can sweeten the deal if that's an issue. No, that's man. not the problem. I got no, stuff you guys want. You just, know? just give me a second. I mean, it would be an equal partnership. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Gotti, pass me one of those Tootsie Rolls, please. Gordy is permanently eating, by the way. He's just always munching on something. Ernest pulls Alistair like to the other side of the the car park. He's like. So, I don't like this. You, I'm not you don't comfortable like anything, man. with you this. Don't like I love anything. a lot of things, actually. But I will say, I do like Jeremy. He's a, he can he could be a very good kid. I like him. He has a lot of a lot of He's drive. He's a shady dude he, who loves power way too much. Actually, but, I but. wouldn't say he's that shady. That's where I was about to go with this. I think that it is not a good thing. I think we can both agree on this. Oh, it's a terrible that, idea. No, no, no. He's, he's ruining no, no, his no, future. No, 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 but, no, 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 no. Let me tell Alistair. you. Ernest. I, hey, guys, you need, like, a ref or something? No, we're all good. We yeah, are man. all good. Just having a chat. I don't like that there are kids who are getting mugged on the way from school. If we could... You know, break down this whole gang thing by being, you know, adults there and replace this 
meaner leader with someone who we know. I don't and think have... Jeremy's going to... Oh, you mean Jeremy. Okay, yeah, that's fine. No, we don't replace Jeremy. We replace the Don with Jeremy. I thought you were saying you wanted to replace the Don with yourself, and I was like, Jeremy's not going to No, like no, that. no. <laughs> we replace... Gordy will get you for that. <laughs> yeah, no, we want to avoid that. But we replace... We can, you know, facilitate, make sure no one gets hurt, but we replace this mean Don who's getting people mugged with Jeremy, because I doubt Jeremy would do that. Like, no one was getting, like, beat up or, like, or hurt or anything like that. The, the problem with the Camp Terror was just there wasn't enough control, but he's not and a bad kid. And also the giant centipede monsters. Yeah, but he had no control Were a large that. problem. And the fire. There was a lot of fire. He's not a mean-spirited he's person. He's not a mean-spirited guy. So if there was to be anyone, even if I dislike this going on, I would prefer someone nice being the Don rather than whoever this other person is. It's probably going to be a 12-year-old that we're going to greatly upset by turning up at their place. And it's going to be very awkward because we're two adults turning up at this kid's house at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) As responsible adults... Don't... You don't get to use that card. All right. As adults, I would prefer to have somebody in charge of whatever this gang situation is that we have some power over <laughs> and that also isn't a complete bully. That is what I just said, yes. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. So we're in. You turn around, uh, Gordy is now shirtless, standing on the boot of the car and they're putting like temporary tattoos on his chest. Sick, Gordy, this is going to look so dope. No, that's not good for your skin. It can cause a rash. temporary, man. It can cause a rash. Look, I already talked to the tattoo guy. He said, no way, you're under 18. Unless you pay like a lot of money, they won't do it. Uh, yeah, bribery, great. So, uh, so anyway, we're in. Uh, we're in. Sweet. We are in. All right. He goes to the back seat and pulls out like a, a cardboard box and he starts going through it. And all of these these jackets are pretty much the same. Some of them, the stitching on like the tiger on the back is like super wonky and it looks yeah, it looks a little <laughs> bit inbred, like its face is really squished or whatever. And he finds you guys jackets and he's like handing them out. He's like, all right, now, quick thing. This gang has been going for about, um, Gordy, what's the time? It's about 8.30. It's like, all right, this gang's been together for about four hours, so I don't have a name. I was thinking something like Jeremy and the Gems, and we could do like a gang sign where you make like a triangle with your fingers. Yeah, cool. Sounds great, man. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm down. Ernest is folding his his jacket and putting it into Alice's car so he can put on a thing. But how's that work of the, uh, the, the lions on the back? But That's it, true. The, That's the lions true. are temporary until I can find a way to like have my face done on the back of the jackets but also i get it it's we're an individualistic like society and people should customize their jackets however they want it's just about the denim i'm i can't find denim shirts i want all all denim because you know people need to know it's what we're process, about it's a process man it's a yeah. process what yeah. about uh, what about the dem gems then the denim gems the denim gem like the dem gem the dem gems dem gems dem gems yeah i think we just we'll workshop it as we go but i like that i, I like that a lot I got to do like some some explaining of the sitch. I reckon we just like get in the car and go from there. Yo, Davo, can you maybe like go in the boot? Because there's not enough room in the actual car. Cordy does not go in the boot. <laughs> and Davo is like, man, I I don't like small spaces. Nah, man, it'll be sweet. Uh, look, you don't have to close it all the way. Just look, it'll be fine. My dude, it'll be sweet. Ernest pats Alistair on the shoulder. As a responsible adult, maybe you could... Uh... Yes, uh, I'll... Wait, go in the boot or drive? <laughs> Get in the boot. I will drive. You mean like your car? No uh... offence, my man. 
It looks like a sweet ride, but I'm not sure it can quite keep up with the beast. I've you done know? some mods. I've done some mods. What? I mean, I can't imagine you. Dad, are we are we about to have a drag race, boy? And I like Gordy pulls a knife. <laughs> I <away>. immediately <laughs> stop. I'm like, whatever's uh, whatever's good with you is is good with me. Gordy pulls like it's it's one of those knives. It's like a hunting knife or something. Only one end, only one side is sharp. He pulls the blunt side across his throat, <laughs> making direct eye contact. Urs is you. like Urs is holding our finger. Gordy, Gordy, what happened last time? I have Randy's phone number, maybe possibly. Gordy, Gord, Gordy is is eyeing uh, eyeing Ernest, but he kind of backs up closer to Alistair, and he he kind of looks at Alistair and says, "You might have won last time. It's not gonna happen again, punk." You want to step into the ring, you just say the word. God, he's going to get you. Ernest looks at Alistair like, now, Alistair, if you felt threatened by that, okay, he is a child. Alistair, Alistair's going to slap you. <laughs> no, I'm not going to roll damage for that. I just slap you very I'm hard. I'm going to roll to evade. No, you're not. No, you're not. Right, the dice are coming out. Oh no! Can't believe you. I was, I was being a good. I was, I was like, I was being. No, I got a ten. I got a ten too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you try to slap each other, and it's just like a weird high five slash predator handshake. That's sort of just like a clap, where it should be sort of like an arm wrestle. And like- Jeremy's like, "Wow, I like that. I think that should be." You know, the handshake of the group. Maybe a little more flair. Maybe, like, some, some foot action. Alistair involved. immediately, like, transitions to, like, patting him on the back as though he meant to do it. He's like, all right, let's, uh, yeah, <clears throat> let's <clears throat> let's head out. All right, Gordy uh, goes to the car. He pulls out old, like, road maps, like, road trip maps. <laughs> he spreads them out on the hood of the charger. <laughs> Cindy's got a torch. She's pointing it, and he's like, all right, let me give you the lay of the land. If we're going to do this, it's got to be... A tight operation. I'm talking tonight. I want to like roll the whole system because I've got work tomorrow and after that is hockey and I'm going to be busy most of the weekend. So my thought is just get this You've got done to keep your now. Sundays free, mate. Yeah, keep and then, free. you know, we get it sorted tonight and we're good. So if we want to take the top dogs down, they hang out in like the junkyard at the back of the mechanics place, the one just behind like Main Street. You know, I forget what it's called, like something real lame. So that's where they are. We could like try and walk straight in and, you know, like deck them or something. But problem is they got like- We could. Yeah, but they got like 20 yeah. people. And we don't have that many people. Nah. I thought about maybe trying to like throw Gordy over the fence, but I think that's a bit much. And then I also want people to know that like I did this. So we could challenge them, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. Well, they might just beat us up. Here's a suggestion. Maybe, maybe what we could do is my friend Ernest here is is good. He's good at diplomacy. He's good at negotiations. All right. What if we send him in alone, right? He goes in, he negotiates for a duel between the Don and us. And then, yeah, like and then three we... on one that might go in our favor. Yeah. Hmm. See, I'd been thinking there's like all those other gangs and I'm pretty sure if I make a grab, they're probably just going to come and like beat me up That's and true. then take it. So I thought it was, really should get I either need to like put them, no, the I was thinking like put them down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess get their support would work. I don't know how supportive they would be. Anyway, there's technically like three, but one of them are super lame. They're just like, you've probably heard of them. They're like the polo boys or whatever. I haven't. Yeah, they just all wear polos and they're like super into golf and right. that shouldn't be law too much school, problem. which Who's is what mum wants one? me to do. But I don't really fit in them with those guys because I don't know how to like talk 
good like them, and I don't not good at golf. So. Ernest's eyes flash at the word golf. They're super lame. I don't think we need to worry about them, but there are the two others. They're called the Hive and the Benson Boys. Now those are some good names. They're super they are different some good names, man. The Hive is like total posers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't like them at all. And the Benson guys are actually like super legit. They're the actual like crime ones. The Don is like scary and stuff. They're gonna like break your teeth and put you in a cast. That the is Benson a crime, boys actually, actually, as well. Yeah, but the Benson boys like actually make money out of like illegal shit. They're super cool. They don't even like. It's like a business. Right. They're like yeah. entrepreneurs or something. Anyway. This <laughs> is like, okay, so then just sounds to me like we just go to the Don then because everyone else seems to be doing their own thing. No, no. See, look, I'm not explaining this well. The Hive, they are like keen as beans. They will kick my ass if I try to make a move. They wear like these, um, they're really lame. Their outfit is always like yellow and black. I mean, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's not even, I guess, but, uh, you know, anyway, they basically hang out at like the honey processing place from a bunch of those farms, you know, like the honey festival people, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. those people. Uh. They're super into like the drag racing scene and also like beach volleyball for some reason. I don't really get it. They're super into those things. And okay, the yep. queen bee, she wants to be like top dog if i don't get in there they're gonna go for it and i don't want that to happen because then i wouldn't be on the top so we've got to either put them down or get them on our side and i don't know how that's gonna go because their leader is like a psycho a real psycho and then like looks at gordy and they've like got it out for me so anyway deal with the hive don't know what we're gonna do with that Ernest kind of looks over at alistair's car and is like well if they're into drag racing why don't they just alistair challenge them to a race or something like you said you have mods. oh yeah 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 like yeah. they're kids yeah i'm sure you can drive better probably, than a kid you can probably find that nitrous tank i've got hanging around here. yeah i can do that all right that but sounds super belt. good because right. i really want to like smack them down so they're not like a rival to me all right other side benson boys those ones are tricky by the way benson boys is kind of a gendered term i think that's not so super cool i was thinking that's a bit problematic yeah Yeah, but it is i'm not sure if they would care no these guys are like that's the problem that's the problem that is the problem problem. these guys are like the most legit criminal of all the games and they're like the clever ones because they're run by this guy called quinn and his cousin you would think they're brothers but they're cousins dex um they're the benton boys they're family like runs bookstores or something i don't know but they so they're like the organized crime yeah so you got they're the street like, races the organized crime and the nerds yeah they run like the biggest counterfeit homework and test paper ring i've ever heard of basically if you need anything to get you through school and i mean anything like report cards fixed hall passes sick notes these guys are legit they do top-notch work and they've got runners all over the place. If you ever see someone like on push bike going up some road they shouldn't be on for whatever, like a push bike reason, they are the messenger boys. <laughs> you ever see someone on push bike? It's one of them. <laughs> they also aren't like just kids. They pay like all the janitors at school to get them access to like everyone's records for everything. They're like super legit and I want them on my side because I don't know how to do like books. And I want to make money yeah, because yeah, that yeah, would yeah, right. make life great. And they nope. sound like much too big of a problem to take down. So, yeah, I kind of feel like 
they're kind of quiet, but I think they might be kind of dangerous. Anyway, so the Quinn guy super looks like a nerd. Anyway, I think he's like the brains. He does all of the test paper stuff. And his cousin, Dex, is definitely the muscle. He's got a sweet hairdo, though. They're not going to care about, like, you guys doing your thing with the Dom. Like, they're, they're oh, no. actual criminals. No, no. They super care because, like, turf is money and they but run. bear with me. If... We can strike a deal between the Benson people. If we can convince them that you being in charge would be more profitable than the Don being in charge, then they're not going to have a problem. Yeah, like because super. provided you're not stepping in on their turf, maybe they can find a way to benefit from you taking over and then they'll actually support you or at the very least not get in the way. I'm sure the Don like either takes a cut or they take money from, like, the runners for these guys and stuff. Community supporting community, right? Yeah, yeah. It exactly. should be, like, a holistic, integrated community where everyone gets what they want, and I'm at the top, you know? So I think that's the plan. Um, so we outrace the Hive. Yeah, or volleyball. I don't know. I'm not good so at So we outrace the Hive. We convince the Benson uh, people that they are more profitable, that it'll be better for business if you're in charge. And what about the other, the nerds? You said the, the golf nerds. What do we do with them? Yeah, they're kind of just in it for like the name. They don't actually do anything. What do you guys think we do We do first? Do we do like negotiations or are we going to get out of drag race? I'm uh, down for a drag race. Yeah, what drag race, I'd say. All right. Now, the first thing is we've got to like issue the challenge. So what we'll do is we'll go to their place and I'll like issue the challenge. And then do you guys think you're going to be better like at racing them? My car's really good. I'm not a good driver though. Look, it's important. The The counselor says really good to like know your limitations and be honest about that. So I'm really trying to put myself out there Alistair, and try to admit when I'm not Alistair good at looks stuff. Alistair like, well, um, driving is kind of my thing. So I'm happy to take a look at your rig and see what you're rocking. Uh, and then if I feel like I can probably run with your car, then I'm happy to do that. Alistair, it's not his car though. I'm yeah, man, to, my dad's got like sick that. insurance. And he like pops the hood that you guys are like looking at. He's like, and it's got like a whole engine set up and everything. I don't know much about cars. Uh, Cindy said it was really good. I, I look at I look at the car. I look at the engine. I look over at Cindy. I look back at the engine. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna win ourselves a drag race right here. <laughs> Cindy uh, nods and gives you like the um, like devil horns sign. She doesn't I, say anything. I She's flip still my chewing, devil horns back. Up. Yeah, yeah. Can I see if it has a nitrous tank? Uh, roll for me. That'd probably be in the boot, right? I have no clue. I don't know anything about cars. Eight. Eight. It's got one, but it's small. I don't know how cars work. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fine. It's got one. What we'll say when it gets to the mechanics, I'll explain what that does for you. So I pop the I pop the boot and I like uh, have a look in and I see the nitrous tank. Um, and I like hold my hand out as in like, you know, the, the doctor with like the yeah. scalpel, um, Cindy places a spanner exactly the right size into my hand and I undo the nitrous tank and swap it out uh, with the one from my car, which is bigger. Roll to see if you do this. I have a tinkering ability, Aubrey. You I don't need to roll. I don't need to roll. Look at that. Tinkerer level one. These All are, right, these fine. are both my profession skills. I was just going to have, if you failed, uh, Cindy was just going to like shove you out of the way and do it. <laughs> You have successfully modded this car in some fashion that I don't really understand. Jeremy doesn't understand it either, so it's in perfect, like, you know, K 
character. I feel like between Cindy and I, we're trying to explain it. It's like, no, so so you inject the stuff into the fuel line and so that... Yeah, so it's like special petrol that makes things go, it's like, It's not petrol. Fast. It's not pet. Yeah, not petrol, but... Sh- yeah, okay, all right. Uh, it just kind of leans over. I think it's compressed air. It's not compressed air. Uh, well, it's kind of compressed air. It's like That's a- like special air, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at Cindy and like shake my head like, yes, it's special air. Yes. Sweet. Let's get on the road. All right, you guys, I'm assuming you take your car. They take theirs. Yeah. Uh, you kind of follow them. You wind your way through town, head out a little bit from town proper, kind of into where people have a little more land. And you come to the Henderson Bee Farm. And you you kind of pull into the driveway. You see that there's lots of, like, fruit trees and things. You can see that there are heaps of hives in this kind of large front paddock. There's a house off to one side. On the left-hand side, there is a big shed where, obviously, all of the honey stuff is. The light is on. There is a car parked outside. You can see some teenagers milling around. You guys pull up. Jeremy tries to, like slide the car a little bit on the gravel and does not manage to do this at all. He stalls the car. (laughs) You kind of pull up behind him. He gets out and you can see he's talking to Gordy uh, as he's like getting out and Gordy hands him something. Jeremy steps out. Again, Gordy like presses play on the tape player. Jeremy's theme song plays uh, and you can see all of these teenagers are kind of starting to, to pay attention. They've realised something's going on. I just uh, like take, walks over to the sign of the bee farm and takes a picture of it and goes back to texting and then walks back towards the group. <laughs> okay. The teenagers all start sort of filing out. They line themselves up. It's super Gangs of New York type style. All of these teenagers, there's about 10 of them, they are all wearing silk varsity style jackets that you see in like Japanese gangs. They are yellow and black. They have an embroidered bee with like angry eyes on the back. And you can see they are all wearing this. A bunch of them are like eating honey out of jars for no apparent reason. They all line up. The first thing Jeremy does, he kind of strikes an Elvis-esque pose as his theme song is playing. In his in one hand he's holding a carpet. He literally <laughs> flicks it open and starts tossing eggs at them. <laughs> Listen up, losers! I am issuing a challenge. Drag race for the crown. Winner takes all. Losers lose. Yeah. Ernest is like moving up the line of teenagers, like in a soccer match and like shaking their hands individually. <laughs> like, hi, yes, hi, yes. I'm Ernest Marsh. Sorry about this. Hello. Sorry to interrupt your evening. Hello. So Jeremy is sort of like flinging these eggs around. It kind of hits one kid and he's going, what the hell? I have to get that dry clean. He mostly is missing. He's really doing it for show. <laughs> Jeremy's not good at anything, guys. There's this commotion and you hear a voice from inside the shed goes, sorry, what? And someone starts storming out. They shove their way between like this row of bees, as they call themselves. They push Ernest aside. Yeah, they push Ernest aside. They shove their way out and now like standing in the center of all these people surrounded is a teenage girl wearing another one of these jackets, but she's got like shoulder spikes in hers. Like a flash of fear comes over Jeremy's face, but he keeps going, he's like, Bianca, I am calling you out. Time for a drag race. (laughs) Gordy, cut the tape, Gordy. No, Gordy, cut the tape.
I, I was like, hi, Bianca. Hey, done. She looks at you. Alistair waves. Hi, Bianca. Good hi, to Bianca. see you again. Hello. Hey. Hi, Bianca. Really, guys? You sided with Jeremy on this? He found us first. Yeah, where, where were you? Say? Where were you, Bianca? Yeah, where were you, Bianca? Where were you? I don't know. I have like an actual job and like college prep to do. I'm going to uni next year. I'm I all like, the best with that. I, good luck. Um, look, I know but that, also, we're about to have a drag race. Ernest looks over to Jeremy. So what's your uh, university prep? Dude, I'm like 16. She's 15. I don't know what she's talking about. People don't go to uni that young. And I know she's like supposed to be super smart and whatever, but she's wicked scary. You know, she won't leave me alone. <laughs> Ernest looks, uh, looks back over to Bianca and is like, so where are you planning to go? UNSW, of course. What are you oh, talking okay, about? Okay. Oh, Are you yeah, sure this yeah. is a good use of your time? If you're making that prep for university, I'm just, I'm a bit concerned, Bianca. Look, I don't know what this dipshit has told you, but the bees, the hive, we're a collective. We do all sorts of charity work. We do the keeping it green garbage pickup. We are an institution as of a week ago. Alistair walks over to Bianca and, like, grabs her by the shoulder, grabs Ernest's, like, kind of <laughs> huddles them into a little chat. Jeremy's like, like, what are you doing? No, you're su- worry, guys, uh, guys, please. Good, good. You're supposed to be We're on my side. I can't the do this alone. of the race. Don't worry, man. <laughs> so uh, Alistair's going to lean and he's like, hey, so Bianca, um, yeah, what's what's up? I really appreciate the community work you're doing and I, I, I'm on Jeremy's side, I guess, but, like, I, I'm not here to, like, cause any fights. All I'm saying is if you, if you, if you, like throw the race and lose all right hear me out okay hear me out we'll we'll like say that we've won and all that and i I will make sure that jeremy like leaves you alone provided you let him do his he's trying to take over the don basically he's trying to like to anyway i know what jeremy is doing yeah we're just trying to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or what I'm saying else. is, if you help us out, we'll make sure that he stays out of your way and, you know, you people can keep doing what you're doing. Like, the, I'm, I'm not here for the, like, I love drag races, but, like, I just want to make sure that everybody works out, all right? She she considers it. Bianca is, like, super hard-nosed. She's, like, incredible, like, meticulously tidy. She's wearing, like, a button-up shirt buttoned to the neck underneath her jacket and like uh like suit trousers for some reason this is her normal like out of school attire you can tell that she's going to be like high court judge or something yeah is what she's going for (laughs) and she considers this and she goes the hive really exists more to be great for my uh uni qualifications as an after school program that i run for like disadvantaged teens that's not really going to be affected if I was running it with, you know, a hundred kids and I was the Don, that would be much better. I'm willing to take second best, but here's the thing. I have my pride on the line. We, like, Wes Anderson cut to Bianca standing in front of a massive shelf covered in go-kart racing trophies. And she's holding one that's like the size of her torso. <laughs> I can't afford to throw a race you know what i'm saying so here's i respect that here's the deal we race honest racer to racer we give this a decent shot if i lose i will join jeremy's gang or whatever but as like vice president or something yep i'm I'm cool with that the power behind the throne and if i win he's taking me out next saturday night i have a spelling bee on friday i want a date and he cannot flake out like last time I, I look over and if I lose, that is the consolation prize is still the date. Either way, I am getting that date, and he is turning up. 
Okay. We can make that happen. Sounds good. Alistair can make that happen. Uh, I do have a day job. Absolutely. It's all good. We have a clean race. We have a fair race. We have a good race. We have a fast race. Very fast. You get a date with Jeremy. Nobody gets hurt, right? Sounds good. Great. You Love turn it. around. Jeremy is looks looks like the picture of anxiety. <laughs> he is so worried by oh, this conversation. Is it going to break anything? So Ernest has a text built up to go out to Randy about there's a group of kids doing street races at the Honey Hive type of thing to shut down all of that as soon as they leave. So it doesn't break what they're doing, but like we'll destroy everything <laughs> Bianca's doing. Oh no! He's taking care of children. <laughs> She's doing street races. So that's. That's how Alistair got by. And that worked great. I had no plans for Alistair be, to be a drag racer in his backstory, but he is now. So Jeremy looks incredibly stressed by this conversation you're having. And as you guys come back, he kind of grabs you and pulls you aside. He's like, what did you promise? All right, so here's the deal. We're going to have a straight race. We're going to have a straight race. If I win, then she's going to she's gonna step down. She's going to help you out oh, for the revolution. Sweet. And if All she right. wins, she's not going to get in the way. Perfect. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah. I was super worried because she always, like, asks me out to stuff. And I am super uncomfortable because she is way scary. And, like, I'm not... I don't know that I'm ready for, like, a relationship or anything. And she kind of keeps asking and it's making me a little bit uncomfortable so i'm really glad that that didn't come up anywhere in the negotiations uh yeah totally uh and you know look if you ever get in the situation again you just got to stick to your boundaries man you got to stick to your boundaries it's yeah. very important yeah ernest is over with the kid who got egg on his shirt i was like okay so if you soak it with uh just like whatever detergent your mum has if you soak it for a good half an hour or something like that give it a wash on cold that should take out most of it because you don't want to dry clean it, otherwise they will start to wear it down. But like if you, do, Ernest, if you man, so- we are going. Okay, sorry, bye. Also, Jeremy, what are you doing Saturday? Just random question. I don't know. I was gonna nothing like, particular. Maybe get a, another haircut. Yeah, great. No worries. No, that's fine. I was just thinking, you know, like um, victory celebration, right? Yeah, maybe as a Patreon bonus, we will do the date. <laughs> we'll have you guys play. Just be me on a date with myself while you guys try to engineer it to go well. <laughs> yeah, this now still be like outside the window. Listeners and Patreons, tell us if you want us to do that because I will do it if you wanted to, but I don't know that I can be bothered for <laughs> if, my if own not. enjoyment. All right, uh, you guys, you get prepared. Uh, you find a go-kart racing helmet. You're getting the charger prepped out of the shed they they wheel the car out they like push it while it's still covered in a tarp and then grand reveal she pulls the dust jacket off alistair looks over and sees a 1970s black and white dodge super b be unraveled from under this thing he just looks at jeremy and he's like you gotta step up your game man Hey everyone, it's BJ from the future here. I'm just editing this episode and I've realised that in the recording I said that Bianca's car is a black and white striped Dodge Super B. What I meant to say was that it was black and yellow, uh, you know, to fit in with the with the whole B theme. I just wanted to clarify that because, you know, it's a very important detail and I, d- I didn't want anyone to get confused uh, of the colour of the car. So it is definitely black and yellow. And this is definitely a detail that was important enough for me to uh, add this into the middle of the episode. <laughs> I just didn't want you to have the wrong picture, you know? Okay, uh, I'm going to let you get back to the episode now. Just it's black and yellow, okay? Don't Because it's, it's a Super B. Yeah. Don't forget, black and yellow. It's like, look, it's my dad's game. And look, they're still going with like it's their beautiful. theme. Beautiful. That look is at that. a nerd. Look at that. Look at that grill. Look, it's a pretty You've never car, seen a car, but like the that. paint job is nerds. You don't get it. Matching on purpose? 
That is not a thing cool people do. <laughs> I just gesture, I like gesture to my jacket. Look, denim on denim is different. That's like proper street cred stuff. Look, you wouldn't understand. You're too old. He's just like storm off. Jeremy, you come, you come back here. What? You're not my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, good. That would be good. weird. That would be really weird, and you wouldn't like it either, because I. Ernest, who is just the bit character of this episode, I suppose, just walks up next to us, was like, "Contrasting colors is better than color scheme." Oh, 100 percent. We don't need. We don't need to talk. To we don't need that. to tell Jeremy. It's okay. That. No. They um. They, I, I walk away from Jeremy's car and I'm looking at hers. All right, she is prepping it. This thing is a proper, like, X racing car, but it's also, like, beautifully restored. Yeah, you know, and she goes, like if you can see yourself in every part of that yeah. car. And she goes, look, uh, Dad is watching The Mentalist and he is not going to know that I am using this. Ernest kind of goes over to Jeremy's car and, like, leans up against her, just like, I gotta be, I gotta be in bed by 9.30. And he looks over and he's just like twiddling with um, the aerial. <laughs> he breaks it. It's just like, <laughs> and he pulls from his pocket a roll of silver duct tape <laughs> and and puts it back on, just like coughing to cover up the sound of him like pulling on the duct tape. Fixes it on, pockets the duct tape, leans over and sees Gordy. It's like, hey buddy, how you uh, how you doing there? Gordy's gonna tell. Unless, and he puts his hand out like he want like like for a bribe. Ernest kind of leans down, gets on one knee, and like uh, reaches into his his jacket. He took it from his jacket and put into this one a um a travel pack of nuts and chocolates and all right like, as fruit and like dried fruits and stuff like that. As you are handing this to Gordy, he f- is trying to steal your wallet and basically fumbles it. Um, basically, <laughs> you basically don't feel it until he drops it as he's getting it out of your pocket and you both just look at the ground he rolled a two uh, with an eight Ernest catches it as oh, it falls yes. and puts it back in his pocket here is the the snack and stands back up alright Gordy takes it opens it takes a bite and goes I'm still gonna tell and runs this <laughs> guy like puts his hands on his hips again he's like my travel pack and like <laughs> runs after Gordy. <laughs> All right, you we cut forwards to about twenty minutes later. You are on the street in front of the farm. It's kind of country roads. It's you know getting towards late at night for a small country town. There is no one around. The two cars are lined up. Uh, a bunch of people have either their phones out as torches or whatever, kind of lighting the scene. <laughs> Gordy has a flare. Gordy has a flare. Bianca is wearing her her hive jacket and she's wearing like a themed racing helmet so there's a lot of lot of uniform thought gone into this it's very coordinated i like it oh that's really something inherited from my parents well and i mean also the racing skills again wes anderson like smash cut to bianca's parents both standing in front of a massive shelf of racing trophies (laughs) for like nascar yeah, it runs in the family. Alistair just thinks to himself, he's like, we may have a problem here. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy steps into the street. He has uh, taken off his jacket and he's just wearing the um, the very tight black t-shirt for no apparent reason. And he has the checkered flag. He stands in the middle of the road. Both of you kind of get into your cars. Engines start, engines are revving. The music is hyping. Jeremy is spinning the flag. And he goes, ready, steady. Go! And you both take off at a screeching start.
Dark Tides is Chester Lydon as Ernest Marsh, BJ Ingate as Alistair Stone, and me, Aubrey Lydon, as your host, narrator, and the voice of everyone else. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us a kind message or a mean message. We are happy with any kind of communication, honestly. Recommend us to friends or family, anyone you know who enjoys role-playing games or this kind of podcasts. You can find all of our social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash darktidespod, Reddit at r slash darktides, Twitter at twitter.com slash darktidespod, and we have a Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash darktides for a heap of bonus content if you want to be one of our special supporters that we cherish so much. We will see you next week for the next installment with a bunch of drag racing mechanics I had to build literally for this episode. Wow, I was I was wondering how that was going to work. Uh, we will discuss all of those things on this week's episode of Breaking Tides, our after-show discussion available on Patreon. So until then, stay safe out there. No street racing. It's very illegal. Don't do it. Absolutely Fun flawless. facts for this week. Fun how facts. you doing? I will go first. Oh, all right. Stepping mm-hmm. in front there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope you're He's not hoping thinking. that I'll rescue you because I'm not jumping in. I'm I'm waiting for you, man. That's all good. You got it. You got this. He's pinching the bridge of his nose. Hopefully, that's right. All of this is getting cut. Well, BJ's editing this one, so I don't know. <laughs> so who knows? Uh, do you want me to? You want to go? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Just oh. give us a favorite biscuit or something. No, there has to be. Has to be Does he like horses? Alistair's favorite yeah. biscuit's well established, man. You gotta, you gotta jump <laughs> in on this. So, uh, I'll, I'll let me spin you a tale. <laughs>